Welcome to this Leeds University Business School Research and Innovation Podcast. And I'm Mark Stewart, Professor of Human Resource Management and Employment Relations. I'm Dennis Neumann and I'm a researcher at CEREC. And today we're going to talk about the Leeds Platform Worker Protest Index, a research project that Dennis and I have been involved with for the past 12 months, working with other colleagues at Leeds. And the index aims to map recent protests in the platform economy. This is a particularly live and interesting issue. Uh, we've seen a lot of news articles over the last couple of years of workers in companies such as Deliveroo um, protesting around their terms and conditions of employment. And we've also seen ongoing disputes in companies such as Uber around the employment status of workers. And the protest index is really set in that context. But Dennis, I wonder if you could maybe talk us through a little bit um, more around the methodology of the index and what you think is actually novel about this index that we're looking to develop. I think uh, the novel uh, thing about it is that there are only uh, single case studies in the gig economy and there are just estimations on what the protest is looking like uh, regarding the amount of protests globally. And I think uh, this is the starting point for our research because we try to uh, somehow make a global claim and uh, we try to develop a methodology that tries to grasp what is going on in the world, uh, in the gig economy. And um, this, is, this is something that gets really interesting when you when you try to think about how this could be done and one the first thing we started with was to uh, try to find out what companies are there in the first place in 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 those sectors or uh, in the gig economy uh, in general and uh, so the first task uh, was to uh, find out what companies are there in which regions of the world, which companies are operating globally, which are uh, which companies are just uh, are relevant in a regional context, and then uh, search news articles on these companies and try to uh, find out about many as many protest events as we could. So, and I think uh, what is what is interesting about that is that those companies are covered really well in the media in general because there's a big interest in, in tech uh, uh, companies as well because the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the public there is a debate on robots taking away uh, uh, work, uh, workplaces from, from real workers, human workers. And yeah, every time you hear the, the name Uber, for example, or Deliveroo, uh, um, something, something is popping up in the imagination of the people. So the press has a lot of interest in covering everything regard those companies, regarding those companies. And I guess this is one of the reasons we have that we cannot uh, uh, cover all protests, protests that are going on. But uh, we have a good uh, uh, data basis uh, based on these articles, I guess, because, yeah, there's a lot of coverage. I think it's um, a really exciting project. And I think... You're right to note that there's 
been quite a lot of interest recently in terms of worker protests or resistance within particular companies, often sort of case studies of Deliveroo um, or riders in particular locations, looking at how riders are mobilizing or going on strike or campaigning about working conditions. But the index represents an attempt to to quantify some of this on a truly global scale to look at what have been the trends in recent years, how many protests have actually been taking place, how has this been changing year on year and month on month, or are there any particular locations where where this is happening um, in comparison to other places? Um, you mentioned that we've been extracting the data from newspaper articles. Could you talk a little bit more about the precise methodology of this what sort of tools have been used to get this data because it's if we talk about developing a, a global index it's it's not an easy it's not an easy job to do yes it isn't uh, to the precondition for that is that we have an instant that has a global claim as well and uh, we are um, using the GDELT project and the GDEL project is um, uh, a project uh, developed by Kifle Taru from Georgetown University that tries to monitor uh, all uh, news media streams in the world and, um, and try to code it automatically. But we didn't use the coding system from, from the GDEL project. Uh, we just uh, used um, the monitoring of the articles. So we have a uh, a search engine, uh, a database that provides uh, news media data uh, that has a global claim. And uh, yeah, there we uh, entered all the company names and it, it, is, it is translating in real time in 96 languages. So it was kind of uh, easy to do that because uh, every time we typed in an English keyword, it translated it automatically into 96 languages. And uh, yeah. Yes, that's, that's a true sense of the scale of this exercise. It's been quite a monumental endeavor, um, collating newspaper articles from around the world, translating them and then reading each of the articles and extrapolating codes against key variables. Um, can you give us a sense of the, the scale of the database so far? So just how large is the database currently? And what types of sectors and companies are, are covered? Yes. Uh, right now, so, so the unit of observation in our database is a protest event. And uh, right now we have run about... 1,300 events taking place in over 50 countries and uh, protests uh, addressed at uh, at least 70 companies right now. And uh, we have different kind of sectors. We have dominating sectors, so the food delivery sector clearly uh, and the ride-hailing sector uh, uh, is dominating. But we have also some uh, um, protests happening in the in the care sector or uh, just uh, tradesperson services like Task Rabbit, and even in cleaning, we have some we have few events, but there is some evidence uh, that there's happening something, and parcel services, courier services. So 
the 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 geek work principle is uh, uh, making a, a diffusion in all kinds of sectors right now. So we have to be aware, uh, yeah, of new gig companies coming up because we try to somehow uh, cover all sectors that are that have this kind of mediation of, of uh, demand and supply of workers on a platform. Yes, I think I think there's some really key sectors that you described there, and it's. It's no surprise that you mentioned the dominant uh, nature of the food delivery sector and obviously the delivery sector more generally. I think we've seen that just over the last few months during the COVID crisis, how significant this, this has become and how it's likely to develop in the future. So it's, it's been great to be able to capture some of this. Could you talk us through a little bit more about when we... When we talk about protests, what we actually mean by protests and what sort of forms of protest we're looking at. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, the methodology itself is called protest event analysis, but we have a kind of uh, broader definition developed uh, regarding uh, labor protests. So uh, we, are, we try to cover... Uh, strikes and uh, especially in the gig economy, they are called logoffs because workers are logging off from their apps and uh, uh, don't work and try to disrupt the company's um, uh, profit streams, so to say. I think one interesting Legal. angle to this is who are the actors? Who, who initiates these protests? Yes. Yes. Uh, in general, uh, those protests are initiated by, in the first place, uh, are in, initiated by the workers because uh, they are carrying out their protests uh, in in surroundings where are no collective rights, uh, where where they don't have access to collective rights, uh, in many times because uh, they are uh, independent contractors. Or self-employed, or bogus self-employed, uh, as you as you can as you can say, and they are kind of creative uh, in developing strategies uh, towards uh, towards uh, achieving something or to alleviate uh, the power imbalance uh, in their sector or in the, uh, with their company. This is this is the first. For, from my perspective, the initiative of workers is very, uh, very important in this. And second, I would say uh, you have new actors emerging, such as collectives, workers' collectives, or uh, independent trade unions, uh, 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 just recently established and calling themselves a union, maybe not recognized by uh, by by uh, by the state or something, but in general, uh, you have a lot of creativity in there uh, with new kinds of actors, and foremost in the in the uh, in the global north, uh, you have established trade unions uh, trying to uh, get a grip uh, in the gig economy and uh, providing their resources um, to to help uh, the workers. Yeah, mm, interesting. I think at this stage where we're quite early in the in the analysis um, stage of the research, we've we've managed to build up a quite a large data set, uh, which we're currently mining. Um, are you? Um, do you think that we've been able to pick up any distinctive 
uh, comparative trends. So are some types of disputes more, um, I guess, more visible in certain parts of the world than others? Are more frequent in certain parts of the world than others? Yes, uh, clearly. Um, yeah, our, our results suggest that regional context plays a large role in, plan, uh, in explaining differences regarding actors and uh, regarding the means of protests in general. So you see uh, where the legal system for workers' rights is quite more developed, more in the global north, uh, there's more legal action going on. And uh, especially in Asia, uh, in China, in Southeast Asia, you have more uh, demonstrations and especially strikes and uh, in South America as well. So uh, I would say the hotspot of legal action uh, is uh, the U.S., especially with, uh, uh, with California uh, trying to regulate Uber. And uh, uh, recently uh, they, uh, they introduced, uh, implemented a law that forbids a user to hire independent contractors and f wants to, uh, to force Uber to employ uh, their drivers. So I, I would say this is much far developed uh, um, compared with other regions in the world. Hmm. All really interesting. Um, and there has been a lot of uh, external interest in this research. Um, so there's been one report published so far, policy brief published so far for the European Trade Union Institute. Uh, we've just submitted a report to the Friedrich Eibert uh, Foundation in Germany. And we're currently um, working on the on the data set for uh, a report for the International Labour um, Organization um, for the ILO. What are the next steps, Dennis? Do you think? I think uh, the next steps, uh, or the I think the most important next step would to would be to cover one sector globally to see how well our tool works in general, and maybe to compare. Uh, uh, compare our results with experts all over the world and ask them are, are we close to what is happening in, in those kind of regions so I think uh, we are aiming at uh, completing food delivery uh, the food delivery sector globally and it will be very exciting to see what we get there after we coded uh, one sector yeah fully coded one sector okay great well Thanks, Dennis, um, for this discussion around the Leeds Platform Worker Protest Index. This is something that we're actively working on at the moment. And I guess watch this space. Um, if people are interested in hearing more about it, then please get in touch with us at Leeds University Business School. Thank you. Thank you.